You're listening to Not the Sermon with Eric and Jamie. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We did that in the same key, too. Man, Happy New Year's. I don't know what Prince is saying, but I know the rhythm of the song. Yeah. Good morning, you party animals. Y'all were probably up late, too late last night. Partying it down. If you're like me, I was in bed by 9.37. (laughs) Didn't watch the ball drop, didn't do anything, but I'm sure some of our listeners did, so Happy New Year, you crazy sermonauts. Happy New Year 2024. 2024. You know, I have, there hasn't been a year like the year 2000 since 2000. Like, I'm talking as far as like celebrating years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. ooh, celebrating 20, like 2023. I'm bringing in 2023. Like, yes, so uh, it's almost like turning 29. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah, like, 2024 is odd. Now, now next year, 2025 is to, anything divisible by five people celebrate. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I like that. Let's, let's look, for, let's just go ahead and look forward to 2025 already. Let's do it. No, let's I think it's it. going to be a great year. You know why, Jamie? Why? Because Jamie, I was I was scrolling Fabo, that's oh. Facebook for you uninitiated swine, mm. um, and I saw this uh, this meme or may may as my auntie calls it, and it was a word search, and it said the first three words you see are your words for the year. Mm. You know what my words were? What were your words? They were Thanksgiving, <gasps> together, Ooh. and newness. Newness. <laughs> So I'm I'm just feeling this Thanksgiving together newness right now in the spirit. Mm, 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 mm. So, While sipping your pumpkin spice latte, I'm sipping, sipping my it's actually mocha mint right now. Oh, Get with it, mocha sorry. mint. Sorry, um, and I'm going to you know I'm getting prepared for the new year. So you know what I'm going to do, Jamie? What I'm going to take a picture every day of my Bible study. <laughs> And I'm gonna post it online so with coffee, at, with coffee, and one of those little, uh, little hippie uh, hipster hats, those flat ones that look like sombreros. And I'm gonna be sitting by a pond, and I'm gonna make. I want to want. I want everyone to know how much I study God's word. Time alone with Daddy God. Time alone with Daddy. Just a mama bear sitting with Daddy God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, well, Happy New Year's, you guys, for real. Let's let's go ahead and shoot some Scubalon. Shoot the Scubalon. If you guys don't know, Scubalon is uh, Koine Greek, the ancient Greek language that the New Testament was written in. It means dung. It means doo-doo. And so we're going to shoot it right now. And uh, dude, let's talk about, do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions? <sighs> dude, so I actually do. Are you a New Year's resolutions no, guy? No, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm going to Tell you, look, brother. I feel like I'm on a TV. And look, brother, I'm going to tell you something that the Lord told me three fortnights ago. Fortnight is, is a fortnight a word? No. If if, if if you're about to do a prophetic was, revelation, it's got to be tied to the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar, not the Gregorian. I was. I was uh, it was during Rosh Hashanah. Twenty four blood moons ago. Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, it was four blood moons ago, brother. And uh, you can't see me right now, but I'm gripping my seat and I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. So, listener, I want you to grip the steering wheel. I want you to pull over because God's about to wreck you. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, this is something that uh, the Lord started to me last year. So I, if you've ever told me that you've had a word for the year or yep. that you've had a New Year's resolution, I've walked away from you, rolled my eyes and said, loser. Um, but about a year and a half ago, actually. Wait, so your word for the year was loser? Yeah. Okay. Um, it always is. <laughs> I'm a loser, baby. Um so anyways, yeah, the Lord spoke to me in November of 2021. That's how I know it's a prophetic wow. word because I know the month and the year. Um, and he gave me 
he didn't he didn't give me my word of the year. He gave me my assignment of the mm. year. And and I think that is like to me that's I I'm not knocking you if you have a word for you, but he gave me my assignment and he led me to scripture and he was like I, I don't want you to do this on New Year's Day. I want you to work on it now. And mm. so November so November and December I was priming myself for my assignment for 2022-2023 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing happened this year. So I'm sitting during my personal, you know, Bible study. I took a picture of it. It's on Instagram. Um, <laughs> and I'm reading, it was in first Timothy and I don't even know the chapter verse, but it's in first Timothy. And I was, you ever read a passage of scripture and then it just brands yes, you? Yeah. Smacks you upside the head. Dude, it branded me. That's and good. it's, uh, it was just a passage in first Timothy. Where it's so branded you, you can't remember the reference. I can't remember the yeah. reference, but I know what it says. And it's okay. Paul encouraging Timothy to devote yourself to uh, re- the reading of Scripture, the public reading of Scripture, uh-huh. um, and exhorting fellow believers. And he says, immerse yourself in these things. Yeah. And that was it. Immerse yourself. So that's what I'm, I'm doing. What about nice. you, J-Mo? You know, I'm, I'm cool with New Year's resolutions. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you don't have to wait till January 1st. But you know what? If January 1st is what you need to Fail get started, two weeks, to yeah. go to, well, to go to the Lord and say, okay, what do I need to do? And then so be it. Like, I, the, like you can find God on January 1st. You can find him on, you know, March 13th as well. But yeah. like, w- but if people are going to the Lord for, and, and thinking, Hey, I, let's, let me better myself. I, I say, let's go for it. It's yeah. all cool. I, so I'm not like an anti-resolution guy. If people will do them, that's fine. They, that's the problem. People, do, people have no discipline dog. Like yeah. they have, I mean, and I'm again, I'm not, I am knocking. I am not. If you wait till January 1st, shame on you. Just kidding. Um, but like have some <laughs> discipline for the love of everything that's good. Yeah. Um, like we are so bad at disciplining ourselves and even Paul talks about, it. he's like, look, bodily discipline, it's, it's good for some things, but like you need to spirit, you need to spiritually discipline yourself. Like, yeah. like not, I'm not talking about like flogging yourself or something like that, but like the set of time, be faithful to have some integrity. Yeah. Well, you know, discipline is and self-control is the fruit of the spirit. Yes. So isn't it interesting that you have to go beyond yourself to control yourself? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> if it's a fruit of the spirit, so the closer I get to the Lord, the the, the better relationship I am with the Lord, then yeah. the more self-control I'll have because it comes from him as a fruit of the spirit. So Dude, I was reading The Emotionally Healthy Leader. Oh, so good. Uh, Pete Scazzaro. Great yeah. read. It's very long, which line's taking me forever. Um, and last night, I, I was telling Phoenix this before the show, um, I went to bed early, um, no television, guys. <laughs> mm. And I'm, I'm going to post that also on Instagram later. See, It's going to be a black <laughs> picture. See me going to bed without television. I'm so much better than y'all. Daddy God and I watched a blank screen yeah, together. We, well, I was actually reading. And uh, he was talking about how often we we skimp our time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how uh, like how Jesus's time with the Father was so not practical to ministry. Mm. Constantly. Imagine how how upset the disciples were every time they were doing some ministry, Jesus was gone. Yeah, yeah. He was going off all the time. <laughs> They're like, we got 5,000 people. Well, where's Jesus right, at? He's right. like, oh, he went up. He's at the garden again. He's at the garden yeah. again. Someone go get him, you know? Yeah. Or there's a storm. Where's he at? Oh, he's sleeping. Gosh. I mean, that person, if you're like sleeping on the job, you're getting fired. But he never skimped in his time of the Lord. And, and what Pete Scazzaro was saying was that, like, how often, how much more ministry do we do than Jesus? Like, yeah, think about yeah. it. We, if you've been in ministry more than three years, you've presumably done more ministry. If you've been saved, you know, and so how, how often are you skimping with your time of the Lord? And quantitatively just, done more ministry. Yeah, quantitatively, yeah. you know. And uh, I'm like, man, Lord, I do be skimping you, <clears throat> you know? Yeah, you do be. I do you be. You do skimping. be. I, okay, now, I... <laughs> 
I, I do have a New Year's resolution this year. Oh, what is it? It is to not Wear preach. Plaid. No, it's to not preach a sermon with my zipper down again. Hey, <laughs> because uh, listener, I need to let you know. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what Sunday because this is what this is what people will do. If I'll I tell, tell them when it happened, they'll go back and try to find it on video. They yeah. will. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's, it's um, like a forceful. But I did. I did. Thankfully, I had an untucked shirt. Yep. And 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 you really can't tell. You can see it on the video if you're looking for it, like just a couple of times, real quick. <laughs> yeah. But I totally had my fly down. So I'm I'm in this awkward position that Sunday that this happened, sitting in the front row. So I'm in full. <laughs> first off, all of my filtered jokes brought to you by VidAngel. VidAngel, thank so you. So I have not I've not even given you what I want to give you. But I'm sitting in the front row and I see uh, the Red Sea part right before my eyes. <laughs> Um, I see the Israelites in the distance, um, and I'm like, you as a public speaker, I I don't I'm like I'm not gonna trash this guy. I'm not even you don't do anything, right? You don't acknowledge because do I don't want to be like, hey, turn your zippers down. And you're like, oh, hey, 400 people. I, let me turn around while I zip my zipper. So, right. But I caught you after the service, yeah, which I appreciate. I so love it. And then your people... wife was texting me, Jamie's zipper zippers down. What are we doing? I'm like, nothing. nothing. Don't do anything. Now, if my shirt was tucked in. And it was like egregious, like it was yeah. obvious. Then sure, you you get my attention. I turn around, I zip up, and I keep going. We laugh. Yeah. But but it's something like that. No, you you just you just let it go. And and, and you know that's never happened in ten we years, over ten, almost eleven years of preaching. I, I that's the first time that's ever happened that you know of. Yeah. I, I oh thought, no, I would know. I thought we were going to get flagged by uh, our live streaming service for nudity. <laughs> for a it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that Content bad. So flagged. so look, look, listener, if you have a New Year's resolution, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, contact us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, comment on our uh, social media stuff, too. Yeah, let us know what you're... And we'll let you know if it's a good one or not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jamie, so let's move into our next segment uh, called Pester the Pastor. Pester me, Eric. Pester the Pastor is when I just have pressing questions that I must know the answer to or I can't sleep until mm-hmm. I hear the answer. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's it's New Year's, and so there's going to be something that almost every evangelical church is going to be doing all oh, together. I know what you're going to say. All at once. We're going to be doing a little Danny fasting. Danny fasting. little Danny <laughs> fasting. Daniel fast. So people are fasting, right? Churches like to yeah. fast. You know, the first 21 days. We'll be doing a 21-day fast yeah, here. And yep. we're going to be doing it after the championship, football championship uh, game. Actually, it starts the day of the college national championship and game. And the Lord's just going to I might have to, d- depending on who's in the game, yeah. I might have to, to like, like shift my fast a yeah. day later. Oh, for sure, for sure. So <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about fasting. So Idolatry. What, like, should Christians fast? Is it good? Is it a good thing to fast? Um, addendum, should this be the only time we're fasting? And like, what should we fast? That's always a question. What should I fast? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. Great question. So first of all, absolutely, we should be fasting. It is like considered one of the main. As opposed to slowing. It should be slowing (laughs) right right now. It should should be one of the main spiritual disciplines we're embracing. And uh, I have been so guilty in the past of only fasting, you know, in January when I'm part of a a church-wide fast. But but yeah, you, and, definitely, you definitely don't fast. And the other, no, I, I, so so the Lord's really dealt with me, and I, you know, from the from the pulpit and stuff, I like to joke around that I don't like fasting. The truth is, I actually really do. I do find it difficult to do. 
Um, but whenever, especially if I'm faced with a difficult decision, man, some of the most dramatic things that the Lord has showed me changes in my life, the direction of the church is the direct result of a time of fasting and prayer with the Lord. And so like fasting is a lost art and it's only recently when the church has not been doing it. I was going to say John Wesley, you know, reading his journals and stuff like that, like up until really what the 1900s, late yeah. 1800s, people took part in a, like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Regularly fast. Like the whole church, mm-hmm. even, no matter what denomination you were pretty yeah. much did a Monday, Wednesday, Friday fast. So I think it was a sun up, sundown or something yeah. like that. So, so fasting has a lot and, and you don't do it just for the utility. You do it for the intimacy. Right. But, but fasting does have a lot of utility. My mom it likes, also trims up the old waistline, doesn't it? Oh, well, that's that is a nice byproduct. You hear that, um, Mama Bear? Uh, although I have fasted and gained weight, so I, <laughs> I don't. The Lord would, was sustaining you with his with his honey, with his manna. Uh, pour your honey on me, Lord. Check it out. Call back. My mom uh, always likes to say that fasting is like turning on the high beams. Mm. Uh, like you can just see better. Yeah. Like when you, you know, when you are are denying yourself food. And that's the other thing. I just want to say this. Fasting is fasting food. Thank you. By definition. Thank you. Now, now you can um, purposefully, um, you, you know, not indulge in other things. And, and let's be let's be fair. In today's modern technological culture, there's a lot more that we can fast that yeah. wasn't available to fast sure. back in the first century. Right. Yeah. But like I'm going to be fasting my curry. Well, I joke around and, and say things like, you know, like I'm I'm fasting speaking Spanish. Yeah, I'm fasting underwear. <laughs> I, I, month of I can't speak Spanish, so fasting yeah. underwear. Um, or uh, a fasting Brussels sprouts. Let's just say fasting. I'm on a streak of fasting underwear. Oh, Whoa. nice, 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 nice. So I'm actually fasting uh, bad jokes. So yeah. I won't be listening to anything like that. Oh, that's a shame. You'll be in disobedience. But you can't. I, th- there is something like so. One of the things I fast during our 21 day fast. Uh, uh, the beginning of the year is phone games. Mm-hmm. I love phone games. I made a mistake, you guys. I made a major mistake. I downloaded. I hate to tell you about this. I downloaded <laughs> Candy Crush Saga. Yeah, and that game is a master class in manipulation. Oh yeah, like it is unbelievable. The music's like this this cinematic orchestral. And there's this little toothy girl going, you did it. Good job. First try. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and it t- it's the easiest game in the world. It tells you what to do next. And then it says like super sugar stars. I don't even know what that is, but I got it in the serotonin. The, starts, the serotonin is flowing freely. So listeners, if you're unfamiliar with Jamie, sometimes if, if you were to walk into his office, it'd be like walking to meet your uh, your aunt that has that is not married. <laughs> what? And it was actually married and divorced before you were even born. And she's what? like, I'm on level 1000 of Candy Crush. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I just downloaded it and I just started playing it and I'm about to stop it because it, it seriously, it, 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 it's so addictive and it's so like, you know, if you've got, if I got like 30 seconds where I don't have to do something, I'm reaching in my pocket and I'm grabbing my phone I'm like to that play with drugs. A, <laughs> to, well, it, it is sort of like a, a drug. And so, uh, yeah, every, every year I detox phone games. Um, so you so. said, you said, I want to, I don't want to move too quickly past this okay. because you said fasting traditionally is food. Is food. Yeah. Like, why is that important? What What is it about fasting food as opposed to fasting social media? Which, again, none of that's bad, but what what's different about fasting nourishment? Well, because you have to have it to live. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is so paramount to our existence. 
Um, even your body at a cellular level will respond to a lack of food. Like it'll begin to like change how mm-hmm. you, you know, digest and change how you do stuff. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a shock to the system to say, hey, I am not dependent on food for nourishment. I'm dependent on the Lord. Yeah. And, and the spiritual clarity that you, I love how you said it's like, you know, putting on your high beams. I had a, a, an instance recently uh, where I felt led to fast before a uh, a message that I was giving, which is totally unlike me, dude. I need a, a Big Mac combo. I need to be like, <laughs> I, I need to be, my body cannot be in the way before I get up and give a message because there's a lot that goes into that. You know, right. I want to be clear headed. And I felt the Lord was leading me to fast, which is, I was like, oh, this is so dumb. And I, I'm getting ready to go out there and uh, like, I feel like, like crud. Yeah. But I get up. Did there, you, you almost said crap. And I, did you change uh, can it I to say crud? That? All right. I don't know. Can we? <laughs> I felt like crap. Um, and I get up there to speak, but the the presence of God was so strong. I felt him in a way I hadn't felt while speaking in a long time. Yeah, that's so, good. I mean, there's just so much spiritual benefit. And you also don't need to just give up something. You know, it's also good to maybe replace, replace it. Yes. Replace it with something that is spiritual. And that's the idea. And, and not and you know, you fast you you fast food. Um, so that you can make room for more of the Lord. So what does that look like? Does it look like scripture reading? Yes. Does it look like prayer? Yes. It, it looks like all those kind of things, the spiritual disciplines that you can employ. It also, we know that, that from, from uh, church history, that many people would save money mm-hmm. by not eating and then give that money to the poor. Yeah. That was also a part of the oh. fasting as well. Yeah. I love how certain traditions have like, uh, what's that long fast called before Easter? Lit. <laughs> Lent. Yeah, they have Lent. But before that, what's it called? Fat Tuesday or something? Yeah. Where they like just carb loading. And I'm like, I think that kind of defeats the purpose. Defeats the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I like to do, guys, especially for this 21 day Danny fast that I'm about to go on, is I got this new Beth Moore devotional called 21 Days to Be an Extraordinary Mama Bear. And uh, trust me, I will post about it. 10 times a day on my story. So if you want to follow me, it's at Christian Mama Bear on Instagram. <laughs> if that's uh, not taken, you should totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> you should, do, you should pro- do that. I need to get it now. So, um, so yeah, but, but fasting is super important. And, and I, I always tell people, um, try to do something with food when you fast. So like, like I've already been praying about it and I feel like the Lord's already told me to fast, fast food. Yeah. So like, like I figure there's no better way to fast food than to fast, fast food. Fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, but then there are also other things like phone games I mentioned. Um, there's definitely a detox that needs to happen with screen time, whether it's TV, you know, Netflix, Prime, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and and you can even, I mean, First Corinthians chapter 7 talks about couples, married couples, fasting sex. No. I know. It says, it says, it says you know, separate from oh, one another. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> That was my ordination papers you just heard. Really. <laughs> uh, what it says, it says, take a break so that you can give yourselves more fully to fasting and prayer, but then come back together so that Satan won't tempt you. So, I mean, you can fast anything. Um, it, it, it's a good thing. And, and it's, you know, we just lost half of our male audience. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just temporarily. Remember, a fast is yeah. temporary. So and it's got to be agreed upon and all that. But but the idea <laughs> is to deny yourself so that, you know, he might become uh, greater in your life. All right, and then one, like, and Jamie, tell me if this is out of line, if this is just me ranting, but, like, don't talk about it. Like, and, and like, the fasting, right? Like, Jesus, you know, it's, let me, let me rephrase that. 
don't listener. Boast. He saw me kind of do this thing with my head, like ah. don't boast about. Don't it. Don't boast about it. There like, we go. But like seriously, I, all this stuff. Like people are like, I don't know. Help me. Well, okay, so help s- me because s- I'm going to say something. You're also going to have to this. This yes. This this concept comes from the teaching of Jesus. He says, "When you fast, not if, by the way, when you fast, because don't do it for everyone to see. You know, anoint your face with oil." As the Pharisees. Exactly. So, so uh, what's the point? It, it's not that you can't tell someone that you're sure, fasting. Of exactly. course you can tell someone. Yes. And I've, I've been around people who are weird about it. Like, you want to go to lunch? And they're like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. And I'm it's like, like, it's what? like they're is everything being okay? held hostage. Right. And they're like, I can't <laughs> tell you why. And it's like, what? What, what are you? And yeah. they were just fasting. It's like, look, you can tell people you're fasting. Don't boast about it. Don't, don't like tell people how great you are because you're doing the Danny fast and you're only eating legumes. Legumes. You know, or what? Whatever. Um, yeah, so that's thank you, and that's why we. That's why Jamie is needed in my life because I would have just went off on a on a rant. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like we, I, I see so much on social media of people not boasting about their spiritual disciplines. Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, posting, and then there's nothing wrong. Like, yeah, there is. Like posting about <laughs> their devotion, like taking a picture, like they're the one taking the picture, yeah. but it looks like they're not taking it. They've dude, got their hand yes. on the Bible. Yes. And you're like, dude, you're removing your blessing. Yeah. You're not reading the Bible to grow spiritually. You're reading so people can see you reading. Yes. I've thought that so many times. People will do a selfie um, of like them, them like Bible study. And I'm like, they took this picture. Like, like, could you imagine with you, a selfie stick. you spending time with, with <laughs> me, like we're having lunch together and all of a sudden you're like taking selfies. With, yeah. It could be weird. Took so. my wife out. Yeah. So I think to call back to an earlier episode when we were talking about uh, progressive Christianity, like if you're lifting yourself up while fasting, yeah. like you're doing it wrong. It's virtue yeah. signaling. Like signaling. you're, you're yeah. lowering. The whole point of it is you're lowering yourself. Yeah. So it's okay to talk about it. It's not okay to boast about it. So that that's the deal with fasting. I encourage you guys, hey, look, even if your church isn't doing an official organized fast, um, for January, look, ask the Lord, you know, even if you've never fasted before, dip your toe in the water and say, Hey, Lord, what can I fast? What can I deny myself? What, what can I use? What, what's the way to deny myself that will help me and be beneficial to me spiritually and just go for it and take a picture of it, put it on Instagram and hashtag it, not the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's ready for a little bit of New Year's shady theology? Oh, New Year's. Uh, give me no, give me the note, Jamie. Shady theology. That's right. your part. Shady theology. Brought the New Year it's in, It's a New right. Year. It's a New Year. <laughs> it's a new <laughs> day, guys. New Year, new me. All right, so uh, today's <laughs> shady theology, we're going to be talking about the alcohol. Oh, was that because you maybe had a little bit too Uh, much last night? uh, The headache is not a hangover. It's just a little bit of flu, a little bit of Hennessy flu, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Mama Bear Uh, needs a little sometimes. uh, Mama Mama Bear needs her wine. <laughs> in the in the in the like the Yeti wine glass that says Mama Bear on it, the thirty ounce um, wine glass. Yeah, 
Yeah, do we need to make not the sermon wine glasses that say Daddy God's Mama Bear? Daddy God's Mama Bear. So, uh, so we're talking about alcohol, Jamie, because I'm sure a lot of you, uh, no condemnation, had a few uh, little uh, bush lattes last night. You had a little <laughs> glass of wine to bring in the new year. Uh, so we're going to ask our resident pastor theologian, Jamie mm. Nunley, mm. what's the deal with alcohol. What's the deal with alcohol? Oh, can All right, I get Seinfeld. a little turnt? <laughs> a little turnt. Can I get a little turnt? <laughs> okay, yeah. So I this is one of those situations where people ask this question a good bit, and there's a lot of disagreement. I genuinely don't understand why. Okay. So um, the Bible talks about alcohol a lot, and it talks about, and I guess this is why it's confusing. It talks about it in a positive note. And it talks about it in a negative note as well. And I think that's what, like, if you're just picking and choosing some verses, like scripture interprets scripture. So we have to look to the totality of scripture to get our doctrine on something, especially something like alcohol. You, you've got verses like Ecclesiastes that says, drink your wine with a happy heart. Um, you've got things that say, like, you know, even you've got Jesus turning water into wine, the very first miracle. That was Welch's. Yeah. So a lot of, and so let me just address this. A lot of people say, well, that wasn't actual wine. That that's impossible for it. Now, maybe it didn't have the alcoholic content of some things today. Of course. It wasn't it, like the cult 45. Right. Of it wasn't a shot, right? <laughs> Jesus wasn't creating shots for people, um, but it was alcoholic wine. And we know, cause it says, don't be drunk with wine. Is it bad that I just imagine Jesus looking like little John going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, there wouldn't be a command to not be drunk with wine if you couldn't get drunk with wine, right? So there there is alcoholic properties to first century Jewish beverage that's wine. In in the Old Testament, I I, I can't remember where it's in Exodus or Deuteronomy, there's like, if you're poor and you couldn't bring your gifts to the temple, they're like, hey, bring your wine and spiced wine and give it to the priests. Right. It It was a gift. So there are verses that speak about alcohol in a positive light, but there are also verses that are huge warnings about it's addictive. One, one verse in Isaiah says that wine inflames you. Um, alcohol leads to brawls. That's in Proverbs. Um, of course, uh, Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, which kind of puts those as like, you know, uh, diametrically opposed to one another. Mm-hmm. That, that would mean that drunkenness is a poor substitute for being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so, so which means that a lot of people who are out there getting drunk, they're actually looking for intimacy with the Lord and, and they're turning to a substance. So um, alcohol, look, the bottom line is, can alcohol be used in moderation and it's not sinful? Absolutely. The Bible does not say that drinking alcohol is a sin. <gasps> I know. But are there very strong warnings in scripture about alcohol? Absolutely. Yeah. And to ignore those is to be 100% foolish. And, and alcohol in the same way, like it, it's it's blunting your physical senses. It blunts your spiritual senses as well. Right. You know, yeah. you're not going to be able to, you know, minister you know, for the Lord, if you're preoccupied with getting intoxicated, right? You know, there's right. no. We were having this conversation yesterday. Like, you know, it, it's not a bad thing, but it's you know, you're not going to be drinking every night and laying hands on the sick and watching them get healed, right? Exactly. You know, exactly. so if I have to choose between not drinking and actually doing the work of the kingdom, I want to choose doing the work of the kingdom. Now, that doesn't mean there's not time for celebration, right? 
but when there is, there's a release of the spirit to do so. Right. And it's a wholesome way to enjoy something that God's created. So you just did something, Eric, that was really important. I'm sorry. And no, 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 this is good. <laughs> this is good. Was my and, pants unzipped? <laughs> no, that's just my job. Um, so, so uh, what you did is you took the focus off of the question that people ask, which is, can a Christian drink alcohol? And you asked the question, should I drink alcohol? Yeah. And that's what I would encourage the listener to do. Not think of it like theologically, can a Christian drink alcohol? Yes. The The biblical mandate is do not get drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, of course, there's that gray area. What does that mean? Is that tipsy? So does that, that mean happy? I can have one glass? Five glasses, Jamie? And that's where we have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We've got to be walking by the Spirit uh, and and walking in step, keeping keeping in step with Him um, so that we can know. Now, for me, I don't drink at all. And multiple reasons. One, I can't digest the stuff. It's just, it's, uh, it doesn't work for me. Uh, I cannot drink. immediately. I can't drink. It's called being drunk, Jamie. No, 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 no. (laughs) I've never been drunk in my life. And because just a little, if I drink NyQuil too quickly, I react. Dude, if I drink NyQuil too quickly, I drink the second one just as fast. <laughs> so for, seriously, like I'm like I, I say I'm allergic. I'm not allergic to alcohol. It's I'm missing an enzyme necessary to to digest it, so it causes me great pain. And honestly, I have a lot of family members uh, that that died from alcoholism. Yeah. And so so it's just not wise for me. And so that's what I would encourage the listener to ask: Not can a Christian drink alcohol? That's I mean that's answered in Scripture. Can you listener yeah. drink alcohol? You know. And here's my answer, and a lot of people don't like this. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because, why? Well, am I, am I just being legalistic? No. I mean, I'm just like the Bible says all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Yeah. I, I've rarely found alcohol to be helpful. Yeah. Like you said, like I don't I don't drink alcohol and like go bless my neighbor or yeah. go mow their lawn. <laughs> You're go, not drinking enough. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, you drink alcohol and you go and punch your neighbor. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so like, like, are there times where alcohol and moderation are fine for a Christian? Yes, but that's the exception. That's not and, the rule. And also if you like alcohol, again, I'm... I'm not anti-alcohol. I agree. I think, you know, there's a time and place specifically the Lord highlights it within celebrations. Yeah. Um, and I think, yes, I think, you know, I, I'm my hard and fast rule for alcohol consumption is I will only indulge during a time of celebration if I feel released of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm not like cracking one open on a Tuesday night because work was hard. Right. Um, which that leads me to if you find yourself and I heard John Mark Comer say this. If you JMC. Fi- JMC, if you find yourself reaching for that alcohol in order to feel happy, yeah, uh, as, as, to try to ward off anger or sadness, or to because you need to go to sleep, yes, you've got an issue yes. and you need to abstain from alcohol. Yeah, and if if you have to drink to go to sleep, if you find yourself drinking more often than not, if you if you keep pushing the line back of what is tipsy in your book, yeah, um, then y- you probably I'm not have an tipsy issue till I black out, right. You you probably have an issue. And I'll tell you, find a friend or a family member who loves you enough to tell you the truth and say, do I have a problem with this? Yeah. Um, because there are people, you know, you, uh, you aren't always the best judge of what's a problem in your life. No, absolutely. I had, you know, someone in my family that I'm close to who, you know, struggled with alcoholism and it got to the point where I, uh, you know, as a, as a bystander, I, since no one else was having this tough conversation with yeah. them, I had to get them alone and grab them by the shoulders and say, I refuse to let you die. Yeah. So do what that information, what you will. Right. 
you've got a serious issue and you're going to die from it. That's really good. That's right. And that's love, right? Love doesn't lie. Yeah. Love tells the truth. Love does what's best for the other person. And so, so yeah. So when it comes to alcohol, theologically in general, yes, drinking alcohol by itself is not, is not a sin, yeah. but yes, um, getting drunk, right? That is a sin. But the better question is what is God calling you to do? Mm-hmm. And more, more likely than not, Alcohol probably shouldn't have that big of a role in your life. Also, if, uh, you know, we talked about baptism for the dead recently. Is that the same as pouring one out for your fallen homie? Pouring one out. Drinking for the dead? For the homeboys. (laughs) Drinking for the dead. Yeah, no, that's called depression. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, listeners, we have a brand new segment for you guys this morning. Woo, woo, woo. So buckle up, put your uh, astronaut suit on, oh. turn, crank up the oxygen, because Houston, we have a question. Houston, we have a question. So, so this, this is because of Sermonauts, yeah, right? Yeah, Sermonauts. So we, our listeners are called Sermonauts. And, uh, almost, Whether you like it or not, yeah, that's what you're called. That's what you're called. <laughs> and uh, almost every day now... I uh, get questions from people that people want answered on the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, I do not want to initiate this first new segment with this question, but it gets asked literally like twice a day. Yeah. Jamie, does little Fido go to heaven? Ugh. People, So many people have asked if pets go to heaven, and so because of the kindness of my heart, um, I've allowed you guys to uh, make it to the surface so that we can get it over with and keep on with life. Jeez Louise, what does <laughs> it matter? Let's go ahead and what cover it. What does it, it matter? Let's go ahead and cover it. Well, I mean, the truth the truth is... Little I, I, Fido's enjoying his bone in hell. <laughs> I, 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 I like my dog, Chewy, but no, I am not... I, well... <laughs> I do don't like, to, like your dog. I Chewy. do like to make fun of him a lot. Okay, that's a little um, bit better. I don't mistreat him in any way, mm-hmm. but I I might occasionally verbally abuse him. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I I do love my dog, but I'm but there are people who absolutely adore their their pets, and and their pets are family members, and to them the idea of of them being in heaven without their pet is hard for them to imagine because they love their pet so much. Idolatry. <clears throat> so, well, I won't go there, but I, so, so this is, I get asked all the time, will my pet be in heaven? And guys, let me just give you the answer. I don't know. Yeah. I like, like, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say that your pet will or will not be in heaven. So, but let's back up and let's uh, make a couple points here. Okay. First of all, um, animals are not like humans. Humans alone are made in God's image. Animals don't have a spirit that can be regenerated. Heaven is the reward for those who are in Christ through faith, and we go to live with him forever. So if pets are in heaven, it, it's not because they prayed the prayer. It's yeah. like, okay, Fido, <laughs> repeat this after me. Jesus, I give my life to you. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. You know, and so your pants, your pets can't get saved. And that's a good, it's a good thing that they're not held accountable to their actions because yeah. pets are terrible. What if you baptize them and feed them communion? They're like murdering. Yeah. They're like murdering other animals and stuff yeah. like that. You Especially know, yeah, they deserve hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you, it's a good thing that your pet is not held accountable for their actions. Um, so so that aside, will your pet be in heaven? I, I don't know. Here's, here's what I tell people. 
either your pet will be in heaven or you'll be okay with it. Yeah. And I know that's really hard, but but don't don't think too carnally about eternity. Don't don't think, well, if my pet's not there, I don't want to go. And that's that's a crazy That's a terrible hill to die on. <laughs> it, it is, it is, it is. I figure, look, God, God loves you. God knows that what your pet means to you. Either your pet will be there, right? As as it's it's uh, it makes sense within the character of God, mm-hmm. or He will make it to where you'll have fond memories of your pet, but you won't have to have your pet there to be happy. Yeah, and and to make a, a quick philosophical case for pets being in heaven, heard this one time um, that the difference. One of the main differences between animals and humans is consciousness. Yes. And it is with the consciousness that one sins. It is because it's within consciousness you have freedom to sin. I mean, and so philosophically speaking, animals aren't don't have consciousness, so they don't have the ability to sin. Right. right? Where there is no law, there is no sin. Right. So there you go. Take that one. There Take you go, that grandma. one. Take that one. Well, and and think about other people too. Like maybe I don't want your pet in heaven. Yeah, yeah maybe your dog allergic. sucks. Maybe if I'm in heaven and I hear your stupid dog barking next door, I know. maybe I'll go and talk to Jesus it would, about it. It would cease to be heaven at that point yeah, if I can hear your get dog out of here with that. going you know, the whole time. And and would the, would, the, would the cats and dogs finally love each other and the lion lay down with the lamb? Would, would, the, would the schnauzer lay down with the calico? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. So I have someone just texted me a question okay, on cool. air. Dude, do, do you think we can answer let's this? Let's do it. This let's do funny. it. So just so you guys know, this was not like pre-recorded months in advance. So we're recording uh, probably two two weeks before this episode will be released. Now. Yeah. Um, so this is it is a Christmas question, but I want to do this because it's funny. Okay. And this person's gonna be like, holy cow, we got it on the air. How do we know that Jesus was born on the 25th? <laughs> When so many other historical figures cannot be confirmed with the actual month or year, mm, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So, so there, there are several different theories on why Christmas, the birth of Christ, is celebrated on December twenty fifth. Yeah. Some of them are pagan in in origin. Some people think that that the early church ganked Saturnalia yeah. from the Romans. Um, other people think, based on uh, the time, uh, based on the census and all that kind of stuff, if you calculate nine months um, from when Mary would have conceived, it would have been the end sure. of the year, the end of the Gregorian calendar, yeah. uh, which didn't exist back then. But you know, you can do the calculations. <laughs> um, but ba- the bottom line, we don't know for sure. Yeah. When Jesus was born. Some speculate spring, March, yeah. you know. I think we're not celebrating. Let me nuance this. Help me out if I'm wrong. We're not okay. celebrating the birth of Jesus necessarily as much as we're celebrating the incarnation of God into human flesh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're vicariously uh, celebrating the birth of Jesus. But what we're, we're doing is there needs to be a time where Christians acknowledge right. that God, the creator of heaven and earth, entered into human flesh. Right. And now as to whether, the, you know, I don't think it matters what specific day that happened. Right. But there needs to be a time where we acknowledge that. Well, uh, look, if God cared that we celebrated the actual birth of Jesus on the day, he would have made what it clear it when that was. Day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, we know around the time of his resurrection because it was tied to Passover. Yes. So, and we, we, we can follow the Passover. Hebrew calendar. Exactly. Yeah. But the birth of Christ, it, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And I don't have a problem the with date. us. 
The date. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you, Phoenix. The birth of Christ birth matters. Of Christ matter. <laughs> Guys, Jamie is smoking right now. He's, he's disappearing. Was that lightning? Uh, no, the birth of Christ matters. When Jesus was born, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And so it, we have the freedom to celebrate it whenever. We already have Christmas. Let's just go with it mm-hmm. and let's remember the birth of Christ. And we're in a culture that sort of you know, is really big on birthdays. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of culture are big on birthdays, yeah. but I mean, everybody does it different. And, you know, we have different presidents day. And all, we celebrate all these people different days on their birthday. And so we think that it has to correlate with the birth of Jesus, but it, it's not important. Well, we don't have Jewish festivals where we can take a week off and, and just party all week. So we've we got to make our own stuff up, yeah, right? Sounds so, good to me. Yeah, I know, right? Right. It'd be cool to convert to a different religion, like constantly, so you can do all of the feasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rotation of holidays. I'm interreligious. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all in for like redeeming holidays. You know, yeah. we talked about this a little bit with Halloween, you know, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's redeem Halloween. You know, let's, if it was, Saturnalia, let's redeem it and celebrate the birth of Jesus. Well, and, and I know there are people out there, people especially from like a Seventh-day Adventist background, uh, who who really have a problem with the pagan origins of a lot of, of, of Christian holidays and things like that. But one of my favorite apologists is William Lane Craig. Mm-hmm. The guy's brilliant, yeah. so smart, love him. And he said something about a Christmas tree. Someone had asked him like, you know, isn't that originally a pagan uh, symbol? And and again, there's there's not consensus. Some people say it is it was originally pagan. Some people say it was wasn't. But um, he goes, look, it doesn't matter. He goes, the fact that you would have to look up what it used to mean mm-hmm. means that it doesn't mean that anymore. Exactly. Ooh, and, so, and so now it means when you see a Christmas tree, what do you think about? Christmas. Yeah. What is Christmas? The birth of Christ. Period. Yeah. In the story, think about settled. Logar, the f- fertility and, god, and, or and you can't <laughs> Logar, and you can't accidentally worship a false deity. Yeah. Like you can't accidentally <laughs> worship. You, you know what I mean? So it's the the idea that like, well, if you put a tree in your house, you it's idolatry. No, it's not. You can't accidentally yeah, worship, worship an idol. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to intentionally worship, and, and you know that's true. Yeah. Because if if a non Christian came into a church, sang a song, wrote down notes to the sermon, they're not a Christian. Yeah. Just because they did the act mm-hmm. doesn't make them, because their heart hasn't changed. Christianity, worship of any God is is a heart issue. And so you can't accidentally do it just because you have lights on your, on your house. Yeah. And I think also what this person might be asking is, it, this is also a question of the historicity of yeah, Jesus. Like, sure. did Jesus historically exist? How do we know if we can't tell if his birthday was on a certain day? Guys, we have more historical evidence of Jesus than we have of Julius Caesar. Yeah. yeah. Like we have more historical evidence uh, than many of the Roman emperors, Chinese dynasty, like put together up till recent history. Yeah. Like there are more documents that prove the historical existence, both within Christianity and even more so outside of Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. It's within scholarly circles, secular and religious, no one, no one. Uh, questions the validity of the man Jesus of Nazareth. You can better prove that Jesus existed than you can Julius Caesar. Yeah, because Julius Caesar was only about forty years before Jesus. Yes, and and in this and in a similar um, in, in 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 Rome, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have pro-Christian um, accounts of Christ. We have anti-Christian accounts of Christ um, in the first century. Yeah. No one the, the earliest. Uh, people who were against Christianity 
they were the, the reason they were against it is they didn't like the followers of the way. Mm-hmm. None of them, none of the early uh, opponents to Christianity said Jesus wasn't real. Yeah, none of them. And they would have. I mean, they would have said that. Hey, uh, this this new sect of Jewishness called the Way that's celebrating Jesus as the Christ. Uh, there was no Jesus. None of them said that. They all said, "Oh, there was a Jesus." These people are crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was. I read this article recently. It was like uh, one of the. Uh, leaders of Rome, I think it was like pre-Roman Empire, but someone that had something to do with Rome, they like knew he existed. He only reigned for like three years, but they just were able to prove it because they found a coin with his face minted yeah, on it. Yeah. So like they've been teaching right. for hundreds of years. This guy was the emperor of Rome for two years, right. but they had no evidence of it other than an obscure writing and now a coin. Right. And there's much more. There's <laughs> much more for Jesus. So yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, hey, look, Sermon Knots, if you liked Houston, we have a question. Yeah. <laughs> then, then let us know that you liked it. <laughs> Houston, uh, we have a question. Uh, let us know. Send us a comment. Send us an email, not the sermon at gmail.com. Let's go. Well, guys, we hope you enjoy your new year. Yep. Have a great day. Uh, eat uh, greens and ham hocks or something, whatever's supposed to be lucky. <laughs> and ham hocks. So what's a lucky food? There's like a lucky food. I don't know. Isn't it black eyed peas? Uh, black eyed peas. Yes. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, Hoppin' John's. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Happy new year. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Victory Fellowship Church in Thomasville, Georgia. Eric and Jamie can be reached at emailing notthesermon at gmail.com. Father to the fatherland, defender of the little kids, gracious and compassionate, wasn't it?